0: Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence Ask the Experts, a bi weekly show produced by Engage. I'm Marissa Morgan, your show host and business development manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and the whole team at Engage, I want to welcome you to today's show. Today, we are going to learn how to create an on demand coaching or consulting business in six weeks or less on LinkedIn, thanks to today's guest expert who's joining us all the way from Sydney, Australia. And be sure to stick around because after my talk with our guest expert, I'll be sharing a very informative article all about trends in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond as this week's Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. Before we get started, a quick word about Engage, the producer of our show today. Before we get started, I want to share that all of the information today is brought to you by Engage. And if you've not yet checked out Engage.com, I encourage you to check out our website and all the free software and tools that we have available to help you grow and scale your business. All of our tools are free forever, there are no locks, no upgrades, and Best of all, the tools provided by Engage all help you to optimize your customer experience. In today's competitive world, it's all about the customer experience, and the tools at Engage.com will help you do just that. The tools at Engage.com will help you provide convenience for your customers by engaging customers where they are, which could be on your website or obviously on their mobile devices and on social media the tools that engage will also help you build trust by personalizing personalizing engagement and allowing you to make product recommendations to help customers feel like you care about their needs and that is exactly how you build trust so check out engage after our show you can sign up for free and as i mentioned it is free forever no locks no upgrades and no limits. So you can have as many users. You can invite everybody in your company team to join you on the Engage platform. And there are way too many tools to name now. At the end of the show, I'll give you my email address and you can connect with me after our show for more information about Engage and all the tools we have to offer. Okay. It is time for me to introduce today's guest. She is joining us from Sydney, Australia. Please help me welcome Miss. Amy Smith, Amy. Hi, Marissa. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. And for those of you tuning in today, if you don't know who Amy Smith is, you need to. Amy Smith is a business and LinkedIn strategist, coach, and speaker, helping service-based business owners, coaches, and consultants launch and grow their businesses online. After starting her first business at the ripe old age of 12, Amy's career has spanned across Canada, the UK, and now in Australia, working within the human resources business development and coaching space. She has supported former CEOs of five to $100 million companies behind the scenes to effectively help them launch and grow their own executive and business coaching businesses. And she has trained over 1,000 professionals at all levels from students to CEOs on career business and LinkedIn strategies. Amy has impressively grown her LinkedIn profile to over 24,000 plus, because it's still growing, first-degree connections, and that has really given her a global reach of over 30 million professionals through her LinkedIn connections. She has worked and been featured by CEO Global Magazine, SBE, 6PR News Talk, Directors Institute Publications, and the Future of Work Summit. She is the founder of the In-Demand Coach online program, which helps other professionals to grow their own personal brands and launch their own coaching and consulting business literally within weeks. And that's what she's here to help us learn how to do today. When Amy is not working, you'll find her on the ski, sl- ski slopes. say that six times fast. Ski slopes. <laughs> Even if there's just a glimpse of snow. And like many millennials, she enjoys a good smashed avocado toast. Amy I'm with you on that today she's here to help us learn how to create a high demand coaching or consulting business on LinkedIn in a matter of weeks so if you have questions for Amy this is an interactive talk we're live right now on LinkedIn live drop your questions in the comment section and since we are a global show I'm broadcasting live from Minnesota Amy is here from Sydney Australia please drop us a comment and let us know where you're viewing us from. Amy, welcome to Digital Marketing
1: Intelligence Ask the Experts. Thank you, Marissa. I'm not sure anyone's introduced me that thoroughly before. That was awesome. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it's very important for our audience to know, you know, when we say we've got experts on our show, we really do mean experts. Your career path, I love this, started at the ripe old age of 12, and so- You know, my first question for you, Amy, has to be what was the business you started at age 12?
1: Yeah, so I was in the schoolyard and uh, I came up with this grand idea that I was actually going to create my own handbags and then sell them at school. And uh, so, what I ended up doing was I ended up creating these handbags out of old jeans. So, all my Family used to donate their old jeans to me. I would chop off the legs, sew up the bottom, add like a tie for the strap, and then I would sell them at school to all my friends. And so with that business, it actually ended up um, growing like too much for me to handle. And the only reason I stopped it is because I asked my mom if she would work for me for free to keep it going. And she <laughs> said, no, so I should. I had to stop.
0: <laughs> so that is your first lesson as a young 12 year old businesswoman that no one is going to work for free, not even your mom. Exactly. <laughs> but you know what lesson you also learned very early on? It's all about relationships, right? It's all about branding and building relationships because, of course, I'm sure you sold your purses to all of your friends and your connections mm-hmm. at school. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my goodness. That's that's a better answer than I anticipated. I was certain you were going to say you tried to sell your younger brother's toys or yeah. maybe even your younger brother. I don't know. Yeah. I'm could have happened could have happened <laughs> well i only say that cuz that's something i pretty much tried to do when i was <laughs> about that age well amy you are an expert in what you do and before we get into today's talk and give our viewers so much insight about growing their own consulting coaching business and branding themselves on linkedin i would love for you to tell us in your own words just a little bit more about the path that led you to create your in-demand coach program. Can you tell us a little bit about the program and your path to get that started?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I guess, you know, going back in in my career, you know, I was was working across different countries and I was very much in the the HR space. Then I ended up working uh, for a coaching and business advisory uh, company. And so that kind of threw me into the world of coaching. And I was working with a lot of these um, CEOs that were very, very accomplished in the business space. And they were heading out into the market to market themselves as a coach in their own right. And so what I found was that, you know, these were people that had extensive business experience, extensive business knowledge, and were fantastic coaches and mentors and could really help others and wanted to make an impact. But then when it came to really understanding the online space and really understanding, you know, how they can really position themselves to stand out and be unique and actually get clients in the first place to coach. Um, That was a little bit tricky. And so, you know, when it came to me starting out on my own, you know, I really focused on the marketing and sales side of things to get going, right? I think a lot of coaches and consultants can fall into the trap of, you know, being the technicians and being amazing coaches, which is great, but you also need to know the sales and marketing skills. Otherwise, you don't have people to coach. And so that was really where I I flipped the game and I really thought, you know, when I when I went out on my own, which was kind of (laughs) inevitable, um, I'd done the corporate thing for a long time and I knew I was going to head out on my own at some stage. And then I really started to look at LinkedIn and really started to look at the potential of, of LinkedIn. You know, I'd been on the platform for, you know, close to 10 years at that stage as a recruiter and you know an executive headhunter. And so I knew the ins and outs of the platform. And so I started to just apply that to thinking, okay, well, maybe I could use this to actually get clients in my business. And I was pretty overwhelmed with the response. And it actually enabled me to quit my corporate job within 12 weeks. And so when I learned that, yeah, and when I did that, I was like, huh, you know, and and it kind of evolved pretty naturally, to be honest. Like I didn't sort of intentionally, you know, go out there to teach these strategies to people. People actually started coming to me through LinkedIn. And because I was originally a career coach, um, they actually started to to come to me and say, you know what, I actually want to start my own business. I actually want to do what you're doing. Can you teach me how? And so that's how I started the in-demand coaching program.
0: So that's so interesting. It's funny when you think of CEOs, right, and heads of big corporations, you think they've got all the gusto, all the power, all the confidence. And Mm -hmm. you know, you would think that they could just step away or, you know, maybe on the side, be able to easily almost do what they're expecting other people to do. But in actuality, a lot of people don't know how from, like you said, from students who are just getting into a marketing career to somebody like yourself who is working in the corporate world to then somebody who is in the C-suite who you think knows it all. A lot of your clients need help with the same exact thing, regardless of what level they are at.
1: Exactly. And the reality is, you know, we're all human. You can't be across everything. You can't be good at everything. And, you know, for a lot of these CEOs I was working with, they had teams that did that for them. So it wasn't their fault. You know, they'd just been, I guess, not in that area of their business for a long time.
0: That's wonderful. So would you say that the same problem kept coming up over and over in regards to the needs of your clients? Have all of your clients had a very similar? problem that they need you to help solve, which sounds like was to show them how. Was that, would you say that's the case?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing, Marissa, is there's, you know, there's always that leap between, say, for instance, if you're in a corporate job and you're wanting to start your own business. There's always that kind of leap of faith that you have to have in, with yourself that you can do it, and this is possible for you. And there's also the leap that you have to take in terms of making it a reality for you, where you actually have clients and you have some income and you have a proper business before you kind of really feel like you can cut the cord of your old job and and move into it full time. So, I think the biggest thing, and because I work with a lot of HR professionals as well, because that was my my background too. Um, you know, pretty risk averse people, you know, like I don't consider myself a very high risk taking entrepreneur. So I had to actually unlearn a lot of the things that served me really well in the corporate space to then actually really learn how to put my entrepreneurial hat on and step out on my own two feet and actually have, you know, a business that wasn't just um able to you know bring in the money, but was able to actually give me a life as well. Because I think a lot of people, when they're looking at exiting the corporate world, it's because they want flexibility. They want a little bit more freedom. You, know, you don't want to be uh, just tied to a desk all day. So I think, yeah, the biggest thing is actually just helping people make that leap and make that transition.
0: That's wonderful. I will say starting any business, whether it is in the digital space or going out on your own and you know, going into the restaurant world or, I mean, the digital space touches everything these days, but no matter where you are opening a business or starting something new, there's always going to be that little bit of risk. And I think it's wonderful that you can help your clients and give them the confidence, right? Um, the confidence to let them know that also you're there for them. Um, you know, um, and I think your program sounds outstanding. So we'll definitely share a little bit more about your program at the end of our our talk today for our viewers to then check that out and hopefully reach out to you for more information on that.
1: Yeah, for so sure.
0: Speaking of viewers, a big shout out to Steve who was tuning in and said he was looking forward to today's talk. Thank I see. you so, so much, Steve. And Achochi is joining us from Nigeria. He says, greetings to Marissa and Amy. And he let us know he's joining us from Nigeria. Thank you so much, Achochi. Uh, Achochi has been tuning in for every show. He's currently studying marketing. So he is awesome. just, and many of the uh, kind of weekly weekly viewers are excited because every week with our new guests, Amy, we're sharing just so many wonderful, insightful tips. And tricks and insights into the world of digital marketing. So thank you for coming on board and adding to our incredible guest lineup. Okay, I want to pop up a slide just to let everybody know a few of the key talking points that Amy's going to share with us today, because I think when you look at this slide, you may say, oh, wow, you know, that's me, or oh, wow, that is something I think I could use help with. And then you know that today this talk is for you and you definitely want to stick around for the duration of our talk. So Amy's here to teach us how to create a high-demand coaching or consulting business literally in weeks on LinkedIn online. And the key talking points we're going to go over today is, are you hesitant to maybe put yourself here online? Amy's going to share some of her tips and tricks for how to create an authentic personal brand online. She's also going to give us simple ways to leverage your LinkedIn profile. Why is that important? You guys, there's like 700 million people worldwide right now on LinkedIn. You want to stand out. You want to take advantage of the opportunity to connect with 700 million opportunities out there for you. And then also, Amy's going to share with us how to avoid some very common mistakes when people are starting to build their brands online. All right, let's dive into this, Amy. On our Zoom before our call, you and I talked a little bit about how building a personal brand online is Mm. by design. It's not by default, right? And it's very important that even if people are a little hesitant that they go for it, that they join the digital marketing world and get online. Because your famous saying is basically, if you're not online, you're not relevant, right?
1: Yeah. So it sounds harsh, but it's actually increasingly more. Everyone has a personal brand by default, right? We sometimes, you know, I I remember I did a, a talk a couple of years ago and I asked the audience and I said, Who here has a personal brand? And I think probably a quarter of the room put their hand up when in actual fact, everyone in that room should have had their hand up because everyone has a personal brand by default, right? Jeff Bezos put it uh, the best when he said that your personal brand is actually what people say when you're not in the room. And so if you're that person that turns up... I don't mean to interrupt you, but that sounds scary. Exactly. That's why it's probably so important. Totally, because there's actually so much subconscious things that happen, you know, in our brains when we're looking at people and we're sort of creating connections with people. Um, And so if you're that person that's late to a meeting, it's part of your personal brand. It's not a good part, but, you know, people will have that perception of you that you're late. And so when it comes to actually creating a personal brand by design, You know, the way to think about it is not being inauthentic with who you are. It's not being inauthentic at all. It's actually about being really purposeful in what what you're communicating and what you're communicating, particularly to your ideal clients if you're in business. So I think that's the biggest distinction that uh, I think a lot of people miss out when they're first getting started.
0: So your first tip is really, if you're not online, you're not relevant. So it is important to take the leap of faith, whether you have started a family business, maybe a bakery or a restaurant, right? Or maybe you've created a product like Amy did when she was 12, selling handbags on the playground. Whether you're in the retail e-commerce space or you're in the restaurant business, or maybe you are your own brand in terms of being a coach or a consultant, It doesn't matter what you're doing. It's very important for you to get online and have a presence. That's really your first
1: tip, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like visibility is key. You know, I always sort of say like you can't sell a secret unless you're the CIA. So (laughs) you need to be online because people need to be able to see it to believe it sometimes. And so um, it's interesting because this happens for companies in their marketing, but also when it comes to attracting top talent as well. Um, Like I know for a lot of the millennial generation, we've just grown up with social media and everything as the norm. Mm -hmm. So I remember was actually uh, my brother's girlfriend was going for a job recently and someone had suggested to her a company name that she should go and apply for. And she tried to look them up online and they had a website, but they weren't really on social media or they didn't really have LinkedIn. And she actually said, like, I don't trust them. So the fact that they weren't online stopped her from pursuing that opportunity. So I think it's really interesting when you kind of just, you know, take a step back and watch people's like behaviour when it comes to online, because I don't think the online space is going away anytime soon. um, And it's just going to get louder and noisier on here. So there's never been a better time to actually at least start taking those steps to have that visibility online.
0: I think you just made a very interesting point. And if you're just joining us, I do want to say hello, Clyde, joining us from the Netherlands, Amsterdam. Thank you so much, Clyde, for joining us. Another, I want to say OG, but I need to come up with a, a better name for our frequent our frequent uh, audience members. I'll think of something, <laughs> something uh, before the next show. Yeah. Um, our original engager. How about that? I like it. Uh, original engager. I like that. Uh, Ochochi and Clyde, you guys are our original engagers. <laughs> um, you know, you just made a really good point about just in general the need to keep up with digital marketing, but also yes. sharing that somebody did not apply for a job because the company and or the CEO didn't have much of an online presence. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great point because one of the things that we're learning as we continue into this digital marketing era is that customers now have more control. Mm -hmm. And whether a customer is someone looking for a job in terms of being a customer, right? You're shopping for a job or you're a true customer consumer looking for a product or a service. Now with the internet, we have so much information, and we have access to more information. So Mm -hmm. when somebody is not online or something is not giving us the information we need, Mm -hmm. it does make sense that we would not develop trust with that brand, that person, that company. Mm -hmm. So being online as a personal brand, but also being online as the CEO of a company or as a company, if you're not online, you're you're truly going to lack the opportunity to build trust with your clients, your customers, your network, your future potential employees. Which is yeah. Kind
1: of yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it shortens the sales cycle as well, because we know in the marketing space, you know, it is all about building that like, know, and trust factor. And mm-hmm. so when you're missing one of those key ingredients, then, you know, you've got to do a lot more of the heavy lifting yourself you know when it comes to the sales conversations things and you know you don't want to sound like that sleazy car salesman where you're having to like convince people all the time to work with you it's so much easier and it's so much nicer when like you said people have done their research they've done their homework so by the time they actually come to you by the time they reach out to you it's a very easy conversation like just to work out whether it's a fit or not Um, so I think yeah that it just makes it so much easier on the back end as well in your business.
0: Makes sense. And when someone feels like they know you mm-hmm. because they've seen your presence online, that instills the trust. And you're right. That's going to shorten the sales cycle, make it easier for a customer to ultimately buy or maybe a future employee to say, yes, I want to come work with you. I like how yeah. you're approaching this thought process from not only a recruiter standpoint, but also potentially a branding business strategy standpoint. Yeah.
1: I can't help it. My brain's always in two camps.
0: (laughs) That's good. That's great. So, okay. I have a question for you kind of tying in to building your brand online and just Mm -hmm. being online to be relevant. Yeah. Is there maybe a piece of advice you could share or would share to a client who came to you and said, okay, Amy, I want to be online. Where do I start? Mm -hmm. Do you feel like no matter what somebody does, maybe LinkedIn is the best place to maybe plug in your roots, I guess, kind of set those roots or with social media specifically being so um, just high frequency right now, do you say social media or do you suggest home base of a website? Do you have a preference either way for what you would advise a client who says, where do I start?
1: Yeah. Well, just on the, the website part, I'm starting to laugh to myself because I had a website when I first started my business. Uh, it was horrible. And I think none of the links even worked. And so all of everything you know that happened through my business came through LinkedIn. So my, my website was kind of even redundant when I first got started, which is great because I only found out like a year later that none of the, none of the links worked. So there you go. Um, <laughs> but I would say, you know, the biggest thing is focus because it can be extremely overwhelming when you think there are a ton of platforms and yes, all of them could provide some merit for your business and and building your brand, right? And so I think it's about taking a step back first and looking at the overall strategy rather than just the tactic of just heading onto some platform because you feel like that's what everyone else is doing and that's what you should do as well. So, you know, it's all about really looking about where are your ideal clients, where are they hanging out the most, where is the path of least resistance um, to reach them and to get going, get started, particularly in the early days. And so for, you know, a lot of my clients, they're leadership coaches, they're executive coaches, they're career coaches. And so LinkedIn naturally makes sense because you've got corporate brands and organizations that would bring them in to work with their teams. And you've also got individual professionals that would engage them as well. So, you know, that's usually the place to head. And then it's about adding the other ones over time when you feel like you've got that structure and you've got that strategy in place that's already working for your business, because otherwise it's just totally overwhelming. (laughs) There's just so much to do all of the time. So I think that's the biggest thing is, Find out what is going to have the most impact for you in your business specifically and and head there first.
0: Great advice. And if you're just joining us today, welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts. I'm your host, Marissa Morgan, and joining us today from Sydney, Australia, is our LinkedIn expert. I'm going to call you a LinkedIn expert because you've been on the platform 10 years, 24,000 plus first degree connections, and you've used it to create your entire, you know, basically coaching program right now. And Mm -hmm. I think you're a perfect example of how someone can go from the corporate world being maybe potentially unhappy or wanting more freedom to then truly transitioning and then using a platform like, like LinkedIn to really get leads, grow your network, and ultimately grow this amazing program that you have. So thank you so much for being here. And This is interesting. So you say what we say at our company a lot. Our platform, Engage, offers over 25 tools, and they're all for companies to help them grow and scale, okay? And Mm -hmm. the platform is completely free. And we always say that our platform allows companies to be where their customers are. And that is the advice that you just gave in terms of your clients coming to you and asking, where do I start It's taking that minute to think, where are my customers? Mm -hmm. Maybe like you said, for a client, um, maybe for a client who does coaching or consulting or a CEO who is starting their own business, LinkedIn Mm -hmm. does make a lot of sense for them because of their corporate connections. Um, And then maybe they take to a website or social media. Maybe if it's a retail company and they have a product and the product is, geared towards millennial avocado smash toast lovers who, you know, by default and and through the studies are all on TikTok and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Maybe that is where you start a marketing campaign than driving people
1: to a website or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And over time, you're you're correct. It becomes this big ecosystem where, you know, people now will find me on Facebook and then they'll connect with me on LinkedIn and then we'll talk over there and then we'll, you know, they'll find my website and then, you know, it, it becomes this like spider web ecosystem that you build up over time, but you don't have to have all the pieces of the puzzle to begin with. And that's when it gets overwhelming and that's when people give up too soon because, they're like, I don't have a life, right? So it, it is about you know working smarter rather than harder. That's a, a typical millennial thing, but that's the way I like to look at it. It's just really leveraging your time to get the biggest ROI back from, from your time.
0: Wonderful, great tips. Well, speaking of ROI, that brings us to our next point and our next topic of discussion, our next key point here. Share with us, and I know you've got many, and I know we. This is a limited amount of time, our show. So, share with us. With
1: that, could talk on LinkedIn all day. I
0: know. I mean, I'm going to have to talk to my my boss man about producing a longer show for for um, for LinkedIn lovers because I know that you have a lot of tips and tricks, and you do offer a master class on LinkedIn can you share with us today just a few ways that people can leverage their LinkedIn profile? Um, You say that there are hidden opportunities. There are ways to really attract ideal clients and then have even future success based on certain tactics. What are you willing to put on the table for our engaged audience today, Amy?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a great one. So the way I kind of look at it as well is kind of in stages. So there's, you know, when you're first getting started on LinkedIn, and this is particularly uh, purposeful for you if you're using it for business, right? Because if you're using it or not using it in your job or anything like that, then, you know, LinkedIn is definitely powerful for you. But the way I'm sort of uh, presenting it right now is specific for you if you are looking to leverage it for business and to be able to attract clients. So the first thing to really think about is aligning that profile so that it makes sense for your ideal client. So one of the biggest mistakes, um, and this happened to a client of mine, she came to me, she's a leadership coach. And uh, when I looked at her profile, there wasn't even the word leadership in there at all. And it wasn't her fault because it was just the way that, you know, she'd been working in her corporate job and she hadn't touched her profile for years. It just sat there and she'd done nothing with it. She had like a couple of little lines on the summary and that was about it. And so one of the, the most important things you can do at the beginning is really aligning your profile to even just have the keywords of who what you're about and who you're trying to attract. So if you're a leadership coach and you don't have the word leadership coach in there at some point, then it's gonna be really tricky for anyone to find you and also for the LinkedIn algorithm to do some of the heavy lifting for you and bring you up the top of those search results. So that's one of the biggest things is actually not just slapping and copy and pasting your resume onto your LinkedIn profile. I mean, that might've worked five or six years ago. It doesn't work anymore. It's really? about being really intentional and using that LinkedIn profile kind of more like a landing page or kind of more like, you know, maybe even a front page of your website. If you think about that, where it's actually less about you and it's more about your ideal client because then when they can see themselves in your LinkedIn profile you already create that connection and you already they already feel understood they already have that high level of trust and you naturally come across credible by doing that without having to tell people how great you are
0: <laughs> wow great tips so what my takeaway from the point you just shared is mm. we're not copying and pasting our resume into LinkedIn we are yeah. being very strategic mm-hmm. in using keywords to not only describe what we do, our title, what services we provide, but maybe even potentially words that might even describe our ideal client, depending, depending yes. on your position and what you do. I think that's an interesting tip because it makes a lot of sense. And I know from my own personal experience on LinkedIn, every week they say, oh, you you showed up in this many searches, Yep. And they'll tell you what the keyword was mm-hmm. that people were searching. And I yeah. felt like, ding, 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 I'm on to this. I'm doing good because last week it said TV host, right? And yeah. I do a lot of hosting, as you yeah. see here, I'm hosting the show. So I thought, oh, good. My mm-hmm. profile, you know, from learning from, from yourself and, and some of our guests, I feel like my profile is saying to the world if you yeah. need somebody who does this, she could be your girl. Or yeah. if you're watching this, I am your girl. Don't doubt
1: that for a second. Um, <laughs> no one was telling that, really that. Like Yeah. 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 And Go ahead. I was going to say to your point, when it comes to like getting that feedback as well, like you're exactly right. You can see the search appearances and you can also see who has looked at your profile and who is actually viewing your profile. And that's a really good data point as well because if you have this profile set up, and you're trying to attract directors and CEOs and high-level executives at companies. And when you actually look at who's viewing your profile, and if it's none of those people, then you probably need to make some changes. So I think that's a really good way to like reflect and get that feedback. So you're not just like guessing and stabbing, like you know, throwing something in the dark and seeing if it if it works. Um, right. Like you said, it's actually just being very, very strategic about it.
0: Great tip, great tip. This is a great time for me to invite a question into our talk. Achochi would love some some, uh, insight from you, Amy. He says, hello, Amy. As a coach, what would be your advice to someone new in podcasting wanting to increase listenership? Great question, Achochi. Thank you so much for asking that. When you think podcasting, Amy, is there any tips or insights that come to mind to help somebody with a podcast or maybe even like a live stream show like this, you know, to get more views and get more of an audience?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, personally, I don't have a podcast myself. Maybe one day I'll I'll head into that podcasting space. Um, But I've been a guest on a lot of podcasts and I have a lot of friends that run uh, podcasts in the entrepreneurial space as well. So I think, You know, what really helps if I think about even just creating content in general um, and really thinking about your audience and being able to engage an audience is really looking at the topics that they're most interested in and really aligning some of your talks and some of your interviews um, around those topics. So, you know, in marketing, it's always a really great thing to do if you can already enter into the conversation that your market is already having. So if you can just sort of like naturally insert yourself. So, for instance, um, if, you know, people are in my space thinking about leaving their corporate jobs and heading into becoming a coach, then naturally, you know, if people are already searching for that, if people are already interested in learning that, I would be thinking about, well, who are the guests? Who are the topics that I could really talk to and, and sort of break down that subject to provide some really actionable insights for the audience, knowing that it's already of interest? It's kind of not throwing out something and saying, oh, maybe people will be interested in that because I love to talk about it. It's actually leading with your market first and the audience you're trying to reach first. So I hope that helps, but that would be my, my kind of uh, key ingredient there.
0: I think that makes sense, Amy, because what you're really saying to start off this whole you know talk is being where your ideal clients are or your customers are um, mm-hmm. and thinking as if you were those people now we're talking about a podcast. What are they talking about? Yeah. Um, maybe I if a Chochi, just for an example, you wanted to do a podcast about relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're asking your friends, asking your social network, what are some of the relationship problems you guys are having? Or, you know, what are some scenarios you've been in where you wished you had a, a relationship coach? Get the yeah. feedback, get the ideas from your Demographic, your target demographic, or your customer Mm -hmm. or your client, because then it's pretty much a shoe in that they're going to tune in because they already told you what their problem was. And now you're going to maybe give them that solution.
1: Yeah. And I think, Marissa, as well, to add to that, something that not a lot of people think about or do often enough is actually think about who they don't want to work with and who they actually don't want to engage, because that's just as important, right? I think. There's a bit of a fear factor sometimes when it comes to, I hear people all the time saying, I'm not sure if I want to niche down. I'm not sure if I want to like get very, very specific in my marketing. And that's a real problem because I think if you start to talk to everyone, you end up speaking to no one sometimes. So I think if you're, you know, a business coach, then, you know, think about what types of businesses that you work with. You know, you do you work with e-commerce businesses or do you not work with e-commerce businesses? And then what that does is it allows you to inform those topics and actually know that the people that are showing up to engage with you and to listen to you are likely to fall into the category of, of people that you actually want to work with. And it's actually a good thing that, you know, if people don't resonate with your message, if people don't, uh, you know, have that type of business they can go and find someone else. And that's a great thing because you don't have to waste any time or spend any time to work out that they're not fit. So I think that's the other angle that you can come at it from, um, which not a lot of people think about, so.
0: That makes sense too. You don't really wanna spin your wheels trying to attract everybody. If deep down you know, okay, this is my target. It makes more sense to obviously focus your efforts on your target. And I wonder too, a little bit, um, spending a little bit of time on research and, and, and really maybe doing some testing, right? Maybe you're just, this is an idea even for a tochi. maybe you have your first podcast coming up and you want to put it out there on social media, do some testing with different style posts, right? Yeah. Maybe you've got the headline larger in one post because you're trying to attract, again, a certain demographic of people who maybe have a certain problem or Mm -hmm. interest. Maybe because it's brand new, you want your face out there as the main part of the post because you want your friends and family to know what you're doing, support you, tune in. Um, I think experimenting when it comes to Mm -hmm. content is also a great way to figure out what works and what doesn't.
1: Absolutely, Marissa, because sometimes you just don't know and you think, right? Sometimes you go to put out a piece of content and you're like, I have nailed it. This is amazing. My market is going to love this. And then there's like crickets, right? No one likes it, no one comments. And you're like, oh. And so I think sometimes it's not getting hung up on like what we call vanity metrics as well, which is like the likes and the comments and things. It's a really interesting thing that, you know, most of the people that reach out to me behind the scenes and say, hey, you know, can we work together? I've actually never heard of them before because they've never once engaged with a piece of content, but they are, you know, what I used to be, right? Which was what I call a LinkedIn lurker, which is where you're very much just behind the scenes. You're kind of observing, you're watching, and then you might put something out at the correct moment that just hits that person at the right moment and it triggers them to want to have a conversation with you. But you can't, like, you, you have the strategy, and then there is that part of experimentation, like you said, Marissa, to figure out what works and what doesn't, because there's been posts that I've put out, and it's taken me, like, two seconds, and i put no effort into it, and it's gone viral, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and so, you know, you really have to, you do have to experiment.
0: I like that you termed these people that don't, Comment, don't like, don't interact. The LinkedIn lurkers. I'm going to have to yeah. use that in the future if that's okay yes. with you. And totally. that's true because, you know, depending on what your product may be, mm-hmm. or in price, maybe like the Achoti C- has a podcast, right? Depending yeah. on what your product may be, the price, the risk involved, um, how large of a purchase it is, or how much of a time investment something is it? Is it a 20 minute podcast or are you trying mm-hmm. to get an hour? you know, somebody to tune in for an hour. So depending Mm -hmm. on what it is, someone may lurk and see and lurk and see and never comment or never like just because the timing's not right or it's just not the right fit for them. But Mm -hmm. when it is, they've already seen your post. They're like, oh, Tuesday, I can actually tune in and listen to your podcast on Tuesday. I'm always free on Tuesdays, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about Common mistakes that people make when they're starting to build their personal brands online. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the list is really long, but again, <laughs> for all intensive time purposes, Amy, do you have maybe a short list you'd like to share of common mistakes and and share with us how we can help help avoid making them? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think sometimes, you know, to sort of counteract that you actually have to embrace mistakes in your business because one of the most common mistakes is that it's never going to be perfect. And so if you sit back and you wait for it to be perfect, that time is never going to happen. And it's also, you know, perfect in what sense? Like perfect to you, perfect to your market. Like there is no one hard, fast rule about what is perfect so I think when it comes to business, particularly momentum is key. And so you need to be able to think, OK, I'm going to in my own head get this 80 percent perfect and then I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to test and experiment like we were saying Marissa and see what actually comes back to me from the market so I can learn and then I can progress. And so I think embracing those mistakes because they are going to happen. We're not going, business isn't smooth. You're not going to have a smooth ride all of the time. There's going to be good days and bad days and ups and downs. And I think we have this false perception sometimes in our heads where we have these media stories of these overnight success stories where, you know, someone just woke up and they had $10 million in their bank account, right? It just, it doesn't happen like that, right? Let's be real. And so I think, yeah, embracing The imperfections in business and knowing that it's not going to be perfect um, is really key. And I think a second thing is you're never going to feel ready. So you just have to do it.
0: Jumping off the diving board. You know the water's cold, but you know that you're going to have a great dive, going to get out, lie yourself off with the towel.
1: The sun will be shining down on you and it'll feel great. You just got to jump in. And or it could not work out. You know, there's no guarantees. You have to jump regardless. So I remember when I first um, put out my first piece of content on LinkedIn, I was terrified. Like this is when I just started um, my business and I was very much, you know, still uh, in my employee corporate kind of mindset. And I knew the importance of putting out content. I'd been a LinkedIn lurker for a long time. So I'd watched mm-hmm. others on the platform doing. I've been observed what others were doing. And I was like, right, now is my time to get out there. And I felt this feeling of like fear just take over my entire body. And I was worried about, you know, what people would think of me. Am I going to sound smart enough? Like all of these sorts of things. And then I just thought, you know what, I have to do it anyway. But it still took me that first LinkedIn video that I did. It took me six hours because it took me two minutes to film it. And then I sat on it for five hours and 58 minutes before I had the courage to actually post it, right? And like, I'm naturally an introvert. And I think for a lot of people, you know, when they see people online, they're like, oh, wow, you know, she's got everything going for her, all this sort of stuff, right? And it's like, well, no, I just did the work. And I just took that leap of faith with myself that I would figure out a way and I would make it happen. We're not kind of just born with all the answers or we don't sort of have all the answers when we first get started, which is why I think it's so important. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a coach myself, but I think it's so important to have people around you um, or at least just have one person that can show you the path and say, this will likely happen and you're probably going to feel like this and that's normal and keep going. And, you know, because naturally as humans, when we hit a bit of a roadblock, it's just natural to freak out and just think, oh, it's not working for me. So I think that's really important is to just dive off that diving board, like you said, regardless, um, even when you don't feel ready, because there's not going to be a day where you wake up and you think I've got all the confidence in the world to do this and I am ready. Like it just doesn't happen. So you have to just draw that line in the sand and uh, and build that momentum.
0: Great advice. The one thing that I think of, too, when I, when I hear you talking about, you know, you're not going to wake up every day feeling like confident, like this is all going to be perfect. It makes me think about the fact that we are in a totally different place digitally and yeah. in terms of connecting and social media yeah. than we were five years ago, than we were 10 years ago. So as we continue to move forward, the digital world is going to continue to change. So yes. what is working today for your business, where maybe you're finally feeling confident, may completely change a year from now, and you'll have to reevaluate and change the way that you do things. Again, it's it's kind of a constantly evolving um, mm-hmm. path mm-hmm. to constantly experiencing success or maybe even failure. So. Yes. I think it's interesting because even the moment you feel confident about what you're doing online, things change. You guys, if you're watching right now and you're on social media, I want to hear you your thoughts on this in the comment section. Do you remember when you first got on Facebook and it was so confusing mm-hmm. and then you felt like you mastered Facebook? And then mm-hmm. what happened? Instagram popped up, right? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, I just learned how to do stories. I learned how to put effects on Instagram And then there was TikTok or no, wait, Snapchat was next, right? Got on Snapchat, figured out how to use Snapchat. And then there was TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, And So it's just this this constantly evolving, you know, medium that does change. And as you shared at the beginning of our talk, I think we can get lost sometimes in the idea that we have to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's more important than ever to dive in. But just dive in knowing you want to be where your customers are or where your clients or where your leads are going to be. Focus on that, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: focus, I think, our takeaway today is building yourself up as the brand that you want to be known as.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Again, as you shared, if you are your own personal brand, you are what people say when you walk out of the room. That's how we started this talk, which yes. you want to be, hopefully, all positive and good things. And they're talking about how reliable you are and you always show up on time and you do a good job and you're somebody they trust, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think there's, like you said, evolving with the times and realizing that there's always another level as well. And, you know, being open to the possibilities that it will actually and can actually work out for you as well. I think a lot of the time we can focus on the negative, but I know for, for one of my clients, she was, you know, absolutely terrified. And then I was like, you know, just do it. Trust me and off you go. Um, and, you know, within the first couple of weeks she went from having no business to then her first two clients. And she was like, huh? Like, and then she was like, well, now, what do I do? Like, how am I going to work with these people? And so you just have to do one step at a time. Like if you if you think 20 steps ahead in business or in the online space, you're never going to be able to move because you're so overwhelmed with all the different possibilities of what happens, right? So you just need to always just think one or two steps ahead and just think about progress over perfection is one of the things that I, I like to share with everyone as well, is just if you can make progress then, you know, perfection kind of happens over time. It's not going to be perfect to start with. Um, and so I think a lot of people, if you can switch that in your mindset, um, it helps a lot to get started.
0: Wonderful. Chochi wanted to share that he thought your advice was very insightful and very helpful. So he says thank you to you, Amy. You're welcome. Achochi, make sure you connect with Amy. Also, Clyde, connect with Amy after our show. We'll pop up her LinkedIn profile information because Amy Smith, Smith, as I learned, is a very common name. And so it'll help all of you for us to pop her information up in just a moment. So after our show, you can connect with her
1: yeah my parents are very creative with my name i was the first (laughs) one in preschool to be able to spell my name so there you go no not a very high achievement
0: (laughs) you know i you know what to save any time and confusion and save anybody from searching i'm going to go ahead and put amy's profile up on the screen right now so screenshot that everybody and then after the show you can connect with her on linkedin you know, one thing that we are starting to promote more, drop her a message. It's very important that that you don't just hit connect, connect and leave her a note. Say that you saw her talk on the Engaged Digital Marketing Intelligence show. Let her know that you appreciated her insights and bam, right there, you've created a connection, a similar moment in time that we all shared, and it makes for a great way to start off that connection. So Amy, today we're talking a lot about mistakes that people make, you know, getting online or how people can be intimidated or fearful of creating their Mm -hmm. brand online. And Mm -hmm. I want to end our time together talking a little bit more about your program because you have shared with us that it is easy to create in a matter of weeks our own coaching or consulting you know, business on LinkedIn and through LinkedIn. So Mm. tell us a little bit more about your masterclass. And I know that your masterclass probably goes very in-depth on how to do this, but what can you share
1: about it that would be helpful for our audience? Yeah, for sure. So um, I guess firstly, the, the masterclass I sort of designed to actually be kind of short and sharp to give you kind of the pieces of the puzzle to help get you started Um, So that you can really sort of implement a few actionable things straight away um, to get moving. So um, the masterclass is only around 50 minutes, 45, 50 minutes, and that will really give you some key pieces of the puzzle. Um, And those key pieces of the puzzle really that we dive much more in depth with in the program is all around confidence, credibility and clients. Because I think without those three key ingredients, it's very hard to get a business off the ground. And so, you know, it's really about the first stage of confidence is really like we've spoken about today, you know, really having that confidence to, you know, have that congruence in your brand, know your direction, know your strategy, know your market um, and have the right business model that's going to actually work with you and the lifestyle you want to create rather than you know, having this business that ends up just being a complete nightmare. So you want to make sure that you've got the foundations right first. And the credibility part comes into play where it's actually like working out your experience, your expertise and what you actually want to deliver, you know, to your clients and how you're perceived in the market and being able to position yourself in the right way so that you're able to stand out and use platforms like LinkedIn to go out there and find the right types of clients, but then also have those clients come to you as well. Um, And then obviously the last part is clients, like working with clients, making sure you're comfortable in that space, making sure that you're set up to actually scale and grow over time as well, so that it's not just you in the business, that you can actually have a really sustainable uh, business moving forward. So yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, we've got a great group of um, people in there and um, always encouraging others if they're wanting to get started. Um, that's the place to be.
0: Awesome. I will go ahead and put the information on the screen for Amy's masterclass. You can go to her website. There is going to be a special, you know, backslash masterclass that you can use in the link to access that directly or check out com for more information Definitely check that out, especially those of you watching that are getting into marketing and branding and they're currently studying it. I think you'll find a lot of very useful information in Amy's masterclass. And Clyde chimed in. Thank you, Amy. I am dipping my toes into the into branding myself and my business and progress is key. Love I, like that. This. I like this. Several takeaways today. I like progress over perfection. I think that that's you know, something many of us in marketing struggle being perfectionists, OCD, a little neurotic. So, always remember that if you're making progress, perfection will come. And mm-hmm. perfection is such a general word. You know, who who decides what's perfect and what's not? You know, yeah. really take it upon yourself to be happy as you make progress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like this confidence, credibility, and clients is yeah. is really almost the hub of what you. Start to dig into with your masterclass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Amy, thank you so much for sharing your time and your incredible insights with us today. You're so welcome, Marissa. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for joining us all the way bright and early from Sydney, Australia. And yep. Be sure if you guys enjoyed listening to Amy, that you connect with her on LinkedIn. Tell her that you enjoyed her talk today and consider signing up for her 50 minute masterclass, right? The masterclass itself is 50 minutes. Yeah, and totally free. Totally free as well.
1: No catch. Mm
0: -hmm. That's amazing. So, definitely, we're all about free tools, as you know. Engage platform, free tools, all about building convenience for your customers, building the customer experience, building trust. It sounds like Amy has given you the opportunity to take advantage of her free masterclass as well. So make sure to check that out after our show. Amy, I've got to dive into the digital marketing news of the week today. So thank you so much for joining us. And I hope we can collaborate again together and have another discussion.
1: This was fun. Absolutely. I'd love that. Thanks, Marissa. Thanks everyone for joining. It's been great to be here. Thank you so much, Amy. Wonderful talk. I
0: hope you all learned so much today from Amy in Sydney, Australia. She is a LinkedIn expert. She can help you build your coaching and consulting business in a matter of weeks. And today she's even offered us a free 50-minute masterclass to help you with your confidence, your credibility, and help you get the clients that you want and deserve. To grow your business. Okay, everybody, it is time for our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. Every single week, we find a piece of news or a trend to bring to you that tells you what is going on now and into the future in digital marketing. Today, I want to share an article, and I'm putting the link for the article on the screen so you can screenshot that and follow up to find the article online. And that article is by digital marketing guru, Neil Patel. So the article is titled 42 Digital Marketing Trends You Can't Ignore in 2021. And basically the points that Neil makes in his article are supported by over 100 very invaluable article references. So this isn't just his opinion. These are true trends, 42 of them that are Happening right now in digital marketing and making their way into 2021. Every trend is supported by really incredible article references. So if you're not familiar with Neil, he is a digital marketer and CEO, CEO. How about SEO, search engine optimization guru? He is recognized by Forbes as one of the top 10 digital marketing experts to follow. He is the co-founder of Crazy Egg, Hello Ball, Bar, and Metrics, and has consulted brands like Amazon, eBay, Google, General Motors, NBC, and Hewlett-Packard. On top of that, he's a three-times New York best-selling author with one of his most popular digital marketing podcasts out there in the vast podcast universe. I'd love for you to check out his article because it touches on everything from artificial intelligence to chatbots, conversational marketing tools. Does that sound familiar? So many tools that are offered on our Engage platform. So check out his article. The link is there for you to screenshot. And his article and all the growing trends of 2021 is our Engage digital marketing news of the week. On behalf of myself and the team at Engage, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to today's biweekly Engage show. If you're just tuning in and perhaps you missed some of the show or you have colleagues who may benefit from Amy's tips and insights, you can join us on our Engage LinkedIn page to find more of our show and show schedule. And there you can also find replays of past and current shows. So please follow us on LinkedIn to stay connected and know about upcoming and future shows as well. If you have topic suggestions that you'd like us to ask the experts, or if you'd love a demo of our Engage platform or have questions about our free forever tools, you can certainly email me at marissa.m And you can also connect with me on LinkedIn as well. And last but not least, I do want to encourage you to visit Engage.com to check out our free forever suite of tools. They are sales, support, conversational marketing tools to help you grow and scale your business. They will help you create an optimum customer experience and help you build trust. And be convenient for your customers as well. Because, as we learned from Amy, right? If you're not online, you're not relevant. And it is so incredibly important to be where your customers are. And that is what the tools from Engage will help you to do. Please join me this Thursday, May 27th at 3 p.m. Eastern. Our guest expert, Vanessa Matthew, will be sharing with us why brand strategy is the most important tool in your digital toolbox. Okay, everybody, that is it for today. I do have a few more comments I want to check out before I go. Clyde says, thank you so much, Marissa and Amy. Great content as always, and I will make time to follow Amy's masterclass. Clyde, smart man. I know that Achochi is right behind you, and I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go check out Amy's masterclass right now after our show. Take advantage of all these great tools and definitely connect with Amy as well. I appreciate you all so much. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you again this Thursday to talk more about brand strategy and why it is the ultimate tool in your digital marketing toolbox. Until then, have a great day and we'll see you soon.